You're tuning in to the Black Hollywood Live Network, featuring news, interviews, and commentary on all things Black Hollywood. Hollywood redefined. From Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is Black Hollywood Live Portraits, featuring intimate, in-depth interviews with Black Hollywood stars and influencers. Black Hollywood Live, Hollywood redefined. You're listening to Black Hollywood Live. And now, the host for Black Hollywood Live Portraits, Dario Kristen. Hey, what's up, everybody? You're watching Black Hollywood Live Portraits. I'm your host, Dario Christian, and here joining me is Courtney Stewart, doing the snake right now. What's up, everybody? DJ Jesse J. I'm doing the wrong what's snake. Up? And our beautiful guest today, she is an actress. She's oh, a mother. She's stop. just she's killing it over there. She's everything right now with the, the super white teeth. Sally Richardson is with us today. How you doing, Sally? Hi, guys. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. I have a confession to make at the beginning of the interview. Okay. All right. Well, let's get I'm it just out. go ahead and put let's it out there. Let's get it out there. Let's just, let's just start right. it off. This is his so confession. You, yes, that's right. This is an appropriate song. You changed the game for me because uh-huh. Holly Berry was my number one until you okay. came to. I saw Posse. Uh-oh. When I saw Posse, there was no more Holly Berry in my Oh, in my, in my, in my, no I'll Holly take Berry. it. I'll take Oh, no. let me tell you. I saw it recently. And let me tell you, I had some really thick eyebrows. You know, when you look at something you did when you were younger, and all of a sudden you're like, ooh, I was, was vintage. I, I was <laughs> young. <laughs> The vintage, 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 yeah, vintage, yeah. vintage. They are coming back. Rihanna has them in her new video. Yeah, she does. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, well, thank you for joining us. Thank you. And you have been a very active actress. You've done over twenty major motion pictures alone, and you just were on Me and Mary Jane, which we everyone's been talking about that season finale. Loved it. It was so good. A lot of people. That social media was going crazy. It was. It was. You know, I. I watched the show a little bit before I joined, and then, of course, you know, once you're on, I'm like, well, I better, you know, do yeah. my due diligence. <laughs> um, but that finale just completely hooked me. I don't, you know, usually when you're in stuff, I can't kind of put myself out of it, yeah. so I don't want to watch it, but it was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was good. Yeah, we had a good time. And a lot of people are, are already anticipating season three. Yeah. So. No, I'm I'm ready. You like you like I'm in it. Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, I need y'all to come back in the fall. Like I don't need to wait till January. I need it back. in No, September. it was it was good. Yeah, because it takes too long. Yeah, it's you like another yeah. whole year. I need it back. We need to know what happened. Yes. yes. Wait, so, question. So you said uh, a lot of times when you do stuff and, and then you watch it, you, you you aren't really watching it in there. What did you mean by that? Like because it doesn't seem. Like you don't follow I, I remember story. the day I shot that scene. I remember I, if I was annoyed, oh, yeah. and if somebody else was bothering me, what I was thinking. The suspension of reality it, is It's lost. not real. It doesn't yeah. look like it doesn't look real to me. But with yeah. that finale, um, it, it yeah, and 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 just in general, this has been more of a. I can actually enjoy the show, even though on some of the episodes that I've watched that I'm in it, I can actually still enjoy the show. Awesome. So that's been great. That's cool. Awesome. And you grew up in Chicago. I did. What are some of your favorite memories from growing up in Chicago? You know, I was just there because I was um, honored by the DuSable Museum, which is a big oh, thing oh, wow. in yeah. Chicago oh, for, yep. like, doing charity work and stuff. And just Lakeshore Drive. Like, I would literally ride my bike from the south side of Chicago all the way downtown to go to the beach and ride it back, which was probably nice. good 15, 20 miles. Yeah. But you're not more than that. As a kid, you're not thinking that. And yeah. then I used to go to the uh, museum. The Science and Industry Museum when I didn't have anything to do by myself and just walk through it all the time. That's when it was free. Now you go. <laughs> I get up. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just little things like that. You know, you go home, you smell 
Yeah. It smells like home. The pizza. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The pizza there. Yeah. Oh, Chinese. Uh, uh, Chinese food because Chinese food really? here in LA. Thank you. Food. I didn't know about the Chinese food in, in no. Chicago. Maybe it's that it was Mexican so good. Or rice or like yellow rice. No, it's not. It's not. Shrimp, egg foo young, you cannot get. I don't think here in LA. They, yeah. they, 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 they bring it. It's, I don't know what they're doing. Exactly. Yes. I don't know where those Chinese people Nobody are from, but they're not they're from not the, the same place that they come to Chicago. That's all I have to say. I'm very thankful you said that. I, now i got to go to Chicago and have the Chinese Chicago food. I always go have the pizza. Chicago but. and New York. They have the good New York Chinese. definitely has Chinese. good Chinese food. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And you grew up in a house. You had a mixed-race household. Yes. What was that like for you growing up, and how did that influence you kind of later on in life as well? Well, you know what? I grew up in Hyde Park, and in Hyde Park, that's where uh, Barack was living mm-hmm. with his family. And it's a very mixed, a lot of mixed marriages. So I didn't really, I didn't have any issues. Nobody was bugging mm-hmm. me about it. I, I always knew who I was. I knew I was black. Nobody was really picking on me for being mixed. I felt... Once I moved to Hollywood, and these, you know, and as I've gotten older, is where I felt um, w- when you see the racism and, and you and you and you feel that that pressure of of, of things. I never felt that growing up. What did like you now, feel here? Stereo- like, yeah, what did you feel here? Well, you just know the jobs you ain't getting, and, and yeah. you know the jobs. If you were, if if someone with my resume. Um, if I was a different color, I mean, I could be wrong. I probably would be doing more things. You know, you, there's just mm-hmm. a lack of, there's just not as much opportunity. But you know what? Now that uh, things, well, they're kind of changing. Change. Things are getting Slightly. better. going yeah. through a nice wave of stuff. A little wave. Um, yeah. And then you go, you know what? Whatever that is, I'm just going to work hard. And whatever is for me is supposed to be for me. Because they can't, you know, God has it there Amen. waiting for me. Ain't nothing we can do. Nobody can take it from me. See, I would actually thought that you told me the opposite. Because you have, to me, a racially ambiguous look okay. that you would be able to play a variety more it of roles. It works sometimes. sometimes. Yeah. Um, because a lot of times I'm on white shows where my love interest is white. And it's not something they necessarily feel like they have to explain because I'm not obviously black yeah. in their in their mind. So it works well. We don't really have to talk about it, you know. <laughs> Even though they always give me a kid who's obviously black. So I'm like, well, I guess y'all just bringing yeah, it out. You, you Listen, know, he got a pick in his hair. He's like, we just, he, we all, we just write out. <laughs> she, right. right. I guess, she pulled that black jean out. Right. <laughs> we as my mother said, she was like, you don't know what kind of baby you're going to have, yeah, Sally. The, I'm true. like, mother, you don't know. You may not be able to do their hair. I'm like, what is all of that? <laughs> But then there are jobs that I haven't gotten because they want they want to make sure that you look black. Right. They don't yeah. want you to be confused. You know, most of my friends know once they meet me, they go, well. Too black. Yeah, too black, I know. Right. Yeah. yeah. My, my best friend on Posse, the makeup artist, she said she wasn't sure until all my cousins came to visit the set. <laughs> That'll do it. And then the she family. went, okay. <laughs> when the cousins show up, yeah, she's that like, reveals okay. it all. Yeah, that's what it was. Like, ten cousins. She's like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we're doing it. Okay. <laughs> and oh, theater has strongly been in your background uh-huh. prior to moving to Hollywood. And I know that you also were involved in, the, is it the Kumba workshop? Oh, my God. Y'all done pulled it We're about to pull out all the skeletons. Be ready. No, that was joking. my first play I did in, when I was a kid, like 14, which really got me into this business. My mother took me. I auditioned. Gwendolyn Brooks's daughter had yeah. adapted a play. I mean, adapted a play from a poem that she had written. And that's how I got started. But that was a long time, long time, long time ago. ago. But right now I've been working on this Lena Horn project, which is to, to bring her story to the stage. So that's been sort of a last year or two. Um, 
really pushed to get yeah. that made and uh, did a performance at the AFCA um, dinner this year okay. uh, to open the dinner. And because people don't know I sing. So I've been singing live places and, and doing all her music. So it's been a, a wonderful time. And being, you know, live is is exciting. Would you, know? you like to make a record, you think, one day? I think so. I think I'd like to do, like, that kind of music. I love those old standards, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. Why did you select Lena Horne to sort of tackle that? Because I've always loved her. Yeah. And, you know, everyone else has always, you know, Dorothy Dandridge mm-hmm. is who everyone talks about. But, you know, Lena was here. She yeah. had to yeah. live. And yeah. she had to push through. And she had to strive. And that's different. That's mm-hmm. a different struggle. And she really, she and she wasn't just this pretty actress. She was an activist. She really changed things. She was the game changer. And people don't really know her story. They don't know that she was on the front lines. And that's what I find. I find that more interesting than her just being this pretty actress. You know? Oh, show. Sure. Yeah. Do you want to do, sort of turn that into film? Oh, yeah, I want to do both. Okay. I want to do both. Because I think that it's not something where you can just be a singer. Mm-hmm. To do, it, once you read Lena... To do Lena, you got to be able to really act, and you have to be able to sing. You yeah. really have to be able to do Double both. Threat. It's important. It. What song of hers really kind of touched you as far you as... You know what? She has... You know, what moment? So a Lena like, Horne moment really kind of... She goes... She sings a song, um, Yesterday When I Was Young, that a lot of people sing. And it, it it's, it's not one particular with her, because she just... She was never like... Um, uh, 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 you know, she wasn't Aretha Franklin. You know, she mm-hmm. wasn't a singer like that, but she was a storyteller. And when she sang a song, she didn't have to do a million riffs, but you, you felt it you to felt your soul, it. which I think is, for me, is more interesting with singers anyway. When I, you know, half the time, there's some, like, new singers who can do all this stuff, but you're like, I'm so bored. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, I don't believe anything you've just sang you're because right. you're just doing tricks. Trying to do the technique. And I want to yeah. yeah. feel it. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about Lena. And then now, would you give us a little sample of your voice? Because oh, we no, love to hear it. Just a little, a little, just a, like give I us like five seconds, clip. five seconds. <laughs> okay. Um, Yesterday, when I was young, the taste of life was sweet as rain upon my tongue. She got that Lena Horne. I'm done with the interview. I, I can't function anymore. I'm going to papers. Let me think about it. I got to I'm going to papers away. I'm done. We don't need nothing else. We don't need nothing else. That's all we got. That's all we got. Come over the album. Give me a glass of wine. I'm going to be home. Watch my Netflix listening to you. Right. I need a fireplace right now. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so good, so good, so good. Now your family was also they were in the higher education, mm-hmm. and so did that kind of put any pressure on you as far as like you know where you wanted to go in your career at an early age? Well, you know, I always went to. I, I was lucky. I went to a great school growing up, the University of Chicago Laboratory School, and. Um, but I think it kind of, I wasn't, that just wasn't where my mind was. Yeah. So I think it really made me not want to go any further. I was like, once I get out of this school, if I can make it out. <laughs> right. If I can just graduate, you know. Um, but my father, because he was pushed so hard younger, he was okay with me taking a break. You know, my mother, mm. she was like, you know, you need something to fall back on. <laughs> right. But I felt that I just kind of knew, I don't, you know, you have that uh, that youth that that youngness in you that just goes, oh, I can make it, you know, and luckily it worked out. 
And you obviously had the confidence at a young age to even move to L.A. I mean, where did that confidence really come from with you? What do you think? Just being stupid and having no idea <laughs> what it was supposed to be. You, said, you know, I, do it. I just I saved up a certain amount of I saved up enough money for a year, bought a car, and now I am organized. I flew to L.A. first, got an agent. Found mm-hmm. a place to live, then went back home, got in my car, and drove up. Smart. How was that like? Like coming out to LA? Like, did you know some people out here? Like, I how was did you lucky. Make that yeah, I was lucky because I had an agent in Chicago because I was doing mm-hmm. some stuff there, and they hooked me up through someone else there. And gotcha. at the time, I had a manager who was helping me, and I got into some key rooms with some big agents. And like I said, it was just stupidity. I remember a friend of mine. I'm not going to call him out. The actor <laughs> I knew, and he was like. I was telling him these meetings I have, and he's like, well, that's just not how it works. Yeah. They're not going to sign you. You haven't done anything. And I was like, I don't know. And then <laughs> and I went into these me- meetings with, like, a table. I mean, literally, just a table of old white men. Just that's all mm-hmm. it was, just older, you know. And I was just, no, I don't have any tape, but I'm really good. And you know, I was just a good talker at the table and got signed like came back and was like I think I signed with Triad at the time which was a big agency and um, this particular person was so annoyed <laughs> oh I'm sure they were he was mm-hmm. like because it could you? you know right because yeah. it could not work I, but I think that if I had been older I would have been afraid to just yeah. force my way yeah. in there and that kind of happened I think in my 30s I had I started to get that fear because you get you know be down so much in LA and then now that I'm not in my 30s um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, um, all of a sudden 20 year olds by the way (laughs) but you know I went you know what what do I have to lose I have the the that that drive of when I was young and I'll ask anybody a favor because all you can do is say no now. I can, you know, like, I need help with this. Can you help me this? I want to do this. And how do I get there? And I had lost that for a second, and it's back. And it's, and it's a great feeling. How did you, so within that, like, because I know this business is so hard, for losing that, and what kind of gave you the energy to, to, get it back. to gain that, well, that power back within you? I would say my family. Because your children need to be fed. I just came to get some braces for this kid who's excited. I said, that's five grand. Shut up. You're too excited about that. What the hell are you talking about? That's (laughs) $5,000. And you talked this up. I told you to stop asking for them braces. Now you done talked it up. Oh, um, but the, I mean, but really, the kids, oh, wow. the kids, you know, they make me want to work harder because I want to give them everything. Mm-hmm. And then, honestly, my husband and I have both been saved in the last two years. And uh, so, fear is a lack of faith in God mm-hmm. because He's handling it That's for true. you. That's so, all true. that anxiety and fear I was going around with was just really my lack of trust. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and, and, and what is it doing for me? It's not helping me. Yeah. Nothing I can do about it. So I have a much different approach. If something goes bad, something I just go, well, I'm not. I'm, you know, I just really. I, I'm much about me, of course. Sometimes I get upset, but I'm much. It's much easier for me just to let it let go, it go. Mm. and move on because that's not mine, and what's mine is going to be there. And just you know. Prior to being saved, were you a really religious person? And how did you come to the decision to be saved? I always grew up in the church, um, but. 
you know how you can grow up in the church your whole life and never actually read the Bible. Yeah. You know, they can Honestly, have you. Me. They can have you, you know, you, you have to memorize, memorize some passages verses. and yeah. stuff, but ain't nobody broke it down. So I may right. not have right. been baptized when relate. I was younger. Yeah. I was yeah. like, how they let me get baptized? I don't even know what is I didn't know what I was committing to. Yeah. Right. So we just happened to have some people at our uh, country club where, because we play a lot of golf, and they kept inviting us to church. And so I joined, it's called Turning Point um, LA, and just love the church. And they were just very relentless by, come on, let's do a Bible study. Come on. And I was like, <laughs> Bible study. But I started going once a week. Like, I'm leaving here and I'm going to go meet the girls. Mm-hmm. And I just found some wonderful women. And really actually reading the Bible makes a difference. And yeah. having someone break it down to you. and yeah. But also finding the happy medium. You know, you get some people who get saved and, and you're like, okay. Now, so now, like, you know, they go completely off in one direction. You know, you have to find that balance where it works in your life. But by... But, but still by, you know, following what you believe. So yeah. it's been an interesting tightrope of what to do. Yeah. You know? And then in 1993, it was a big year for you. You got the role in Posse opposite Blair Underwood and Billy Zane. What was that like for you to, you know, be fairly new to this industry and then to get such a major role? And it, to play the character that you played in the role. Listen, I had auditioned for it and didn't get it. They hired somebody else. Really? I'm not going to tell you. I was going to say, we got to Is that person still working? She is. We, I didn't see I that. I just see it. Now I got to know because I want to see the comparison of who they would who they Why picked. It was wrong. TMZ but, wasn't around. But she got fired. Uh-huh. Okay. And so literally she had shot maybe a day or two. Oh. And I got a call. Now I hadn't done much. And mm-hmm. I got a call on Saturday. And Monday I was shooting. Oh, I was, wow. I was, and it was my first big job. I had done maybe two things. And all of a sudden, I'm there. So it was, I don't, I mean, it's a blur now. I just remember I had a great time. And uh, and I was doing a real movie <laughs> somehow. And But in the, I remember when I auditioned for it, I walked in there. At the time, I, well, my hair was down to here. It was all one length. It was straight. I remember going in going, nobody, this is my job. She's supposed to be black what? and Indian. Indian. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, yeah. nobody looks like that up in here. You know, you're seeing the people yeah, auditioning. And then when I didn't get it, I was like, oh. <laughs> but see, it everything works, everything works out. It, it, and I, but I wasn't worried about it then. I was just like, oh, it was just one other job I didn't get. But mm-hmm. yeah, so that's how that happened. What that's- was your favorite part about working on the project? I think I like doing movies when you're on location because yeah. it's when the cast really hangs out. Um, just really met some fun I mean, to this day, there are so many people in that movie. Yeah. I mean, Mario I'll, Van Peebles. I bump into people and I go, oh, oh, yeah, right. We met in Posse. I mean, Pam Greer was Pam in Pam Greer, it. yeah. Uh, like like you said, uh, Blair, Mario. Billy. Uh, uh, Billy Zane. I mean, but there's all sorts of. Uh, 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 Tiny uh, Lister. Was yeah, Tiny, Tiny Lister. Lister. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, uh, Big Daddy Kane. Yeah, I forgot. I mean, there's all sorts of folks in there. We had a great time. And you know what was great is I don't remember. The guys were so respectful to me. I don't remember anybody like hitting on me or bothering oh, me. Or maybe bad. I was just young. and don't, You know how you're young, you don't even notice what somebody's doing. But everybody was just really cool nobody yeah. was bugging me it was just you know it was chill yeah it was chill wonderful yeah. and then from posse you went on to work on some great things from star trek deep space nine to one of my other favorites low down dirty shame uh what do you contribute your success to being because you were i mean you were on a roll i mean you literally were going from great project to great project 
uh, who knows? You just kind of. <laughs> I, I mean, really. Yeah. Uh, I'm just really happy with those movies. I don't think there isn't a movie or a job I've done where I've looked back and went, ooh. Except for Biker Boys, I think I was really bad. The movie was good, but I, I just remember, I remember seeing it going uh, and telling Reggie, the director, I said, listen, save me. I said, you cut me out as much as you need to. I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> but you have to know. Some people don't know when they're bad. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm bad in this. So just you know, do whatever you need do to do. Do what you need to do so in the editing room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love what did you learn about yourself during this time? I mean, you were working on these major films, as you said, and you also were, were working with some pretty well-known right. actors. What did you find out about yourself in this process, being so young in the business? I don't know if I found out anything back then. Yeah. You know, I just was kind of going with the flow. I mean, at that point, you have no responsibilities. I know, I look back and I know the things I probably did wrong. I wasn't, I'm not a big schmoozer. Um, you know, making sure I know names and following up on this and making sure I have a publicist. And I think that maybe things would have been different in my career if I had done that, but that's just not me. Mm, I, I don't yeah. want to be at every party. I don't want to, you know, half the time I'm like, ooh, I can't go there. I got to dress up. <laughs> you know? I mean, really, it's a big oh, effort to yes. go to a premiere, you yeah, know? True. Yeah. And they're like, you need to go out more. You need to, and I'm like, ah. And it costs money. Yeah. And I'm cheap, you know? <laughs> hey. I mean, I'm not mad at so that. So I think I was just kind of floating in the wind now. And, you know, then and then you get older, you get more focused, and you know what you're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And you follow, you know, you crossing T's and dotting mm-hmm. I's and doing what you're supposed to do. Are it, oh, sorry. You you were working consistently. Were you also d- still studying? Did you keep that sort of going the whole time creatively? How did I, you approach that? I'm always, I at least always have a coach. I Back then, I was always in acting class, always. Even when I was doing Lowdown, I was in acting class. And to this day, I have a great uh, acting coach. Her name is Sarah Mornell, because I love her. She's just wonderful. So if I have a hard audition or I get a movie um, that I I really want to just make sure I'm nailing, we'll go through it, you know scene by scene because that's okay yeah. mm-hmm. you know you can't see everything and you want to be the best you can be and I tell that to young actors um, especially ones who think they're so great yeah a lot of people think <laughs> they don't sure. have to study yeah and none, no yeah. you need that that's why you have a director that's why you have other people around so you it, it's great to have you know even uh, singers you go into the studio they have a voice coach yep. who goes in there to it's help true. them it, it, nobody does this on their own well, I think also, too, with social media, and we, we talk about this a lot, social media has kind of changed the perception of, of, of talent and what you what you think you can have access to on a very quickly quick basis. Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't feel like they need to do these things because you are getting famous off of social media, YouTube stars, and 110,000 followers. All that stuff. Yeah, yeah it's instant the, gratification, but, they don't but care about, it's not skill. They're not right, about but they the don't care about, they just want to be famous. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's a yeah. difference between really wanting to do good work and enjoying what you do and wanting to be famous and make a lot of money. I would like to be famous and make a lot of money too, but I really do enjoy what I do. Yeah. And I really want to look for projects <laughs> that I enjoy. So, Artistry-wise, uh, you know, you've worked on all platforms. What's kind of one of your favorites? Film, TV, movie, like movies, um, theater? It's different. You know, film I like because it's a slower process and you get to kind of mold this character in this short amount of time. On but your own time, would you say? You have more power over controlling the character? Like No, but on the set, you know, like, you know, you're doing a movie, you're only suiting maybe two scenes that day. You go yeah. on TV, 
But what I like about TV is that you get, um, uh, I, I think I always do great work on TV because you're there. It's, it's repetitive. You're doing it all the time. You know all these people around you. You know all the crew now. And you get this comfort that you don't even feel like you're on camera. You just, I'll just do anything because I feel comfortable. I feel comfortable to try things and take my time or go, oh, good, <laughs> I messed up. You know, and when you come with new people, it, you're just a little more restricted. Yeah. I don't know. I, I find it's, it's just different. It's different. Well, yeah. Speaking to that also, it seemed like you're able to do, I mean, you've sort of done the gamut of genre, like comedy, drama, sci-fi. Was that just... It just kind of happened that way, because a lot of people don't get to cross over True. so much into well, different. That's called being good. No, I mean, you know what I mean, like <laughs> you can't do everything. Yeah. If you can only do one thing, then that's the only thing you're going to get. You know, I used to just do the ingenue, and then all of a sudden, I cut my hair off, and I got a law show. Mm. And then I, like now, I get a lot of lawyers. The new show I'm doing called Stitchers. Uh, I'm now I'm always an agent. I'm an NSA agent. <laughs> I must be me. I'm always no, mean, and like you know, mm-hmm. we we do a little uh, a little spoof on our characters. So I'm like the angry black woman on <laughs> the, the show, black woman. you know, with, <laughs> with the leggy blonde and the, and the friendly Indian boy, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and the friendly Indian boy. <laughs> We have it's a very oh boy. they have a good racially diverse cast. Right. I'm just saying this. We all say this to ourselves. I right, just no, make this funny. off America, no, okay? Um, <laughs> but you know, I'm always the stern, uh, I, and I don't know how I became this agent, but it's fun to do. It's fun to do, and and it does. I mean, I am obviously that's how I must come off is kind of tough. Um, but I'm going to be uh, next season. I'm in Real Husbands of Hollywood because oh, my husband oh, joined the cast. So I did three episodes of that, and that is definitely not my that kind of comedy is not my wheelhouse. <laughs> you know, you got Kevin Hart doing crazy. Oh yeah, <laughs> being a fool, just changing stuff up, and it, it, it you know, I'm like, okay, let me. Yeah. But it was fun. I, you know, that show cool. is. But yeah, I was on set with Chris one day, and just watching how they do their exercises, I was like, this place is their takes. I just give them hands now. They all need academy awards for <laughs> just everything because or, or tv awards whatever because it is no joke what they do in there it, and people it, don't realize it that is hard and that is not uh-huh. my i like write me the joke <laughs> i can deliver the written joke yeah but now we're in the scene and you just want me to just okay well we've done the lines now just go for it i'm like huh <laughs> right, like, wait what improv what yeah, so um, it was a little, but I, I just went and did some uh, looping, you know, some ADR for it, and, and I saw Kevin there and the producers, and and they were like, "No, it's really funny." I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> you like, are you sure? But I saw, I was like, I saw the lighting. I was like, "Well, I look good, so at least we can go there." I was, did like, you have I was like, "Thanks for the lighting." Right. <laughs> this month, Essence actually uh, has several of the. I, I say iconic black women in the business right now, such as uh, Shonda Rhimes, um, Mara Brock-Akil, uh, Ava. They're all mm-hmm. on the cover, and it's game changers. Now, you've been in this industry for a while. Have you seen or which do you feel that this industry really is truly changing for African Americans? And there, is there more opportunities now than when you started in the industry? Um, yeah, I, I think right now it is. And I think that I like those those women that are on there are are who those are some powerhouses because they're women. writing it. They're, yeah. And I don't see knowing Ava and knowing Mara. You know those two people I have actually know well. I don't see them uh, backing down. 
Yeah. I don't see them getting comfortable. <coughs> I don't see them not continuing to, you know, uh, fight the good fight and push through. So that gives that's exciting to me because I don't see them disappearing. I see them just getting bigger and bigger. And, yeah. and, and especially, I, I don't know Shonda that well, but, you know, we've met. But I don't see her going anywhere. Right. So I think that that is the one thing that will keep us there because you have some different kind of, and, and I'd say women, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. uh, a different kind of women there who maybe can work things a different way and aren't going anywhere. Why do you think now is such an environment that somehow is embracing it? Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, obviously there's been talented, amazing women of color for years going on. What about now seems to be different? Well, maybe just things have to get better with time Mm -hmm. or uh, us having a black president and then things getting so bad because we have a black president um, and race really being called out now um, has I don't know, push things to a forefront or, or people have gotten tired and know that you can't wait. We have to make it happen ourselves yeah. because we, we just have to because nobody, you know. Um, and I always say I don't think it's necessarily that everyone in Hollywood is racist. They mm-hmm. just only see their point of view. Yeah. If, you know, if you're a... a if, if you're a Jewish family and your son is this cute Jewish boy, then what you think is cute and is great is that same, oh, he looked just like my son put in the movie. That it's not going to be you. That's true. That's <laughs> He's true. not looking at you going, oh, that's, that's my it. idea of who I should have yeah. in the movie. You have to force yourself to think a different way. Yeah. And that is what I think these people are doing is that they're making people have to be conscious of making a different choice. And I think that that's what makes things be- better, you yeah. know, that you just have to really force yourself to, to see someone else's point of view. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I just hope that it is something that is not just because it's a moneymaker right now, that it's something that people are consciously n- making a strong effort to keep the change. But we're always a moneymaker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was just saying, what was that? Uh, uh, was it Furious 7? Yeah. Yes. That's oh. a black movie. It is a black movie, <laughs> yes. Half those people are black. Yeah, and absolutely. The, the Rock is black. Yeah. Uh, Vin Diesel. Paul yeah. Walker's the only Black. really white. Right. And, I mean, so, and all those people going to see the movie, that audience is a black audience. We're the ones pushing that, and and so we need that recognized. Yeah. We need that recognized. Yeah. I have a question. Switching Do topics. you? Do you, our Caucasian person on the board? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's letting, Puerto Rican. They're letting you in. Okay, all right. Puerto Rican. Okay. I am not Puerto Rican. I know he's not. I just told him he's Puerto Rican. I told him he's Puerto Rican. I'm calling Puerto Rican. I told him he's black and Puerto Rican. I'm like, I'm like, listen. I'm like, you can have the car, man. I said you can have the car. I need some hummus, Okay, go ahead. That's fine. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so you were... On one of my favorite TV shows growing up, Gargoyles. Uh oh. I love that. I was obsessed with Gargoyles. I just did a reunion. We just it was like a twenty year reunion up at Long Beach with Keith David and everybody. Oh, really? You know, Cree Summers is one of the voices. Yeah, yeah, I love Cree. So, for you, uh, doing voiceover, what was that like? As far as I mean, you've done theater, movies, TV, but now that you're not actually there moving around and whatnot and you have to be this character what was that like for you that's the best job ever yeah <laughs> you go there you in a ponytail no makeup sweat and you get to deliver a lot i don't have to worry about actually doing the line in the moment you know um you know goliath we need to you know we need to save the the gargoyles you know goliath we need to save the gargoyles <laughs> oh my god goliath we need to save the gargoyles goliath you just do like five <laughs> different readings you like you pick one of those 
<laughs> you don't have to do it. You just say the line a bunch of different times, and they they decide which one they want to use. It's yeah. the best job ever. Love it. Oh, Courtney, it looked like you were about to. No, I, 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 just, thought, I was like, like I know you were a Gargoyles fan I to, too. I was watching Gargoyles all the time, and I loved it. I loved it. And I'm pretty sure I I I, I don't think I'm miss speaking here is that. Uh, my character is like the first African American like lead cartoon character, something like that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't th- I think I, I don't think I'm wrong. That's pretty I'm big. Not aware. And female. She was, female. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Female. Yeah, because I really the only one I can think of is the uh, black kid from Captain America. America. Yeah, I, I yeah. think I think so. So I, yeah. And, uh, and and you and you know they had um, uh, Nichols uh, from Star Trek. Um, uh, Michelle Nich- is it Michelle Nichols? From Star Trek, from the original Star Trek, the yeah. black woman on yeah, Star Trek. Woman she was Star my Trek. she was my mother on the show. Oh, really? They had all sorts of people on, who came in and did the voices on that show. That show was so, so legendary. It was, so that was, after it was school legendary. Every day. yeah, it was kind of after school. Yeah, it was after school every day. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Now yeah. I'm old. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> when I was growing up, I liked you Wonderful. all the time. I had your poster <laughs> in my room. <laughs> I had your toys. <laughs> I have an action figure. Thank you. Uh, I was going to oh, say, you have an action figure. You have an action figure. You've made it when you have an action figure. That's right, you have made it. Do your kids have your action figures? Uh, well, my son has one that he ruined because it would have been worth some money. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got to keep it in the box. I messed it up and take it. I don't know where my guns are. He's messed up the whole toy. Missing a wing. I know. I'm like, you can't. This is a collector item. Right, this is worth some money right here. And then I have one in a box that is actually, you know, I've saved. <laughs> all right, all right. And then, okay, so then you also have worked on a lot of other shows such as Mercy Point. This was in the '90s, Rude, Rude Awakening, uh, and Family Law. Um, what was one of your favorite shows to work on during that time period? Well, Family Law was the first like series series I got, I think, and that's when I cut off all my hair. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't working, I was like, I'm gonna cut my hair off, and I got that job right away. It was kind of like the hair was making me look too, like. Like, you know, I don't know, stupid, young, and pretty. Young you know what I mean? Yeah. So something about cutting your hair off, yeah. all of a sudden, now it makes you serious. Yeah, yeah, right. And then yeah. I got this Serious. Song. And that really, I think, changed things. That was a game changer for me, doing... And it was Paul Haggis, you know. Yeah. This, mm-hmm. um, so it was a, it was a, definitely a game changer for me. And while I was doing that, I got Antoine Fisher yes. with Huge. Denzel Washington. So yeah. it was all of that kind of happened around that time. So it was... And I met my husband around that time. Oh, no, we had already met. Well, we were already dating. When I'm when I auditioned for that, but it, it just a lot of stuff happened around then. And then how was working with Denzel Washington on oh, Antoine Fisher? It was very um, intimidating. Really? You no, know? mm. because you think you oh you think you grow when you're thirty. Because I think I was about thirty around that time. But when I look back, I was like, <laughs> I was just like you know I'm like oh, I'm acting like that, but inside I'm like oh, you know. <laughs> right. If you're um, shaking your hand, you might. And he's like, directing it right. to yeah, directing. you know yeah. Um, I wish I look back and I go I wish I was who I am now yeah um, because I have so much more to bring to the table you know but it was like you know you're with Denzel so did he let you play a little bit you know or was mm-hmm. he how is his how is his kind of directing style versus other directors it, it's always with. like working with an actor yeah he definitely well let's try this let's try this and he's giving you so much emotion you can only you know be good going with that you know and then how did you actually, how did you find out about the, I mean, well, you obviously auditioned for the role, but how did it come to be for you? I just, you know, I auditioned with every other black actress in town. <laughs> We're all like, we're going to get this job. Denzel is, uh, <laughs> and, and and I definitely, you know, you never, when some of those jobs, you're like, ah, I'm not going to get this. But I think, it's silly enough, it's something about at the time I was growing out my hair, 
and I had this perfect little like kind of navy wife hairdo mm-hmm. and I think it worked perfectly with what he imagined in his mind that this woman would look like um, and then I, I did a reading with him in an audition we auditioned together and I was just overjoyed that you know that mm-hmm. I got it because let me tell you I saw every actress y'all know was there at the I'm sure audition. that was the hot audition too yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah everybody was there and then uh, later on in 2006, you worked on one of my favorite shows, Eureka, Eureka. and that lasted for, I mean, a long time. Mm-hmm. I, I still watch the reruns, in fact. So um, how was it working on that show as well? I, and I think that that show I grew up on, Okay. you know, because I had never been on something that lasted so long, yeah. and then I was the lead of it, too. And you just grow up, and you have a lot of responsibility, you have more press stuff, um, and it's that every day working, and then um, Joe Morton is on the show, yeah. and he's just, I've always, he's my favorite, favorite, love him, was always there for me, and I started directing the show there, so it was just, I just grew up, I just grew up and um, had the best, you know, it was hard being away from home, but it was a, it was a great experience, leaving there I go, okay. I can do anything after this. And it shot in, was it Canada? Canada? Vancouver, yeah. <clears throat> what was it like to get to direct for the first time? It was, um, you know, it's one of those things, be careful what you keep yeah. asking, what you ask <laughs> for, my daughter with these damn braces. Um, <laughs> um, it goes back to the braces. So, But I had done my, you know, I had done my due diligence. I had been working, I had been shadowing before I, you know, other directors and really studying the show before I asked. And then they said yes. And I just, I, I remember where I was standing. Um, on the steps of the house and, and you know I remember standing there going they said yes <laughs> and then it was like <gasps> and I remember being in some meetings and, and and you really you're just at a table of men basically yep. and feeling um, feeling like I, I swear I was having a panic attack in one of the meetings but you would never know it but I was like mm-hmm Mm-hmm. You have that agent face And because on, you have yeah. to have all, and you know, you're a woman too. Yeah. yeah. And so you need to have all the answers or at least act, feel like you have you the answers it. or just, I knew in the meeting to go, mm-hmm. well, I haven't made a decision on that yet, but we'll talk about that <laughs> later. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yes, that gun. And, you know, <laughs> but I did, after the first episode I did, I realized, yep, I was right. I get this. Yeah. I know what I'm doing and I want to do this more. And my husband says, I found a place to use all my micromanaging. He goes, yes, you found it. You, you found, found it. a place. Found it, <laughs> For directing, I mean, and then to go into things like House of Lies and Castle, how, as you, for an actress, being put into that directing role, how did that help you in, with newer I, projects? Well, it helps me in acting because, or it helps other directors direct <laughs> me because I know what they're going through. Oh. And I know that if you have some actor who decides that, you know, you've blocked the scene out in your mind. All of a sudden, well, I feel like I would come from here, and I would sit at the front of this table, and I would go here. And they're thinking, listen, dummy, that's, that's two other setups. We don't have time for all right. that. So I'm very good with directors come in. I said, listen, would you, you want me to say, I, I, I would like to do this, but that's going to mess you up. I'm going to stay right here. And do, Would you want me to throw the line out here so you don't have to cover it over here? Right. Because I'm, I know what you're trying to do. So if I have to just do my line out here real quick and then come back if that'll help you I have no problem because I get it it's TV now yeah. if it's a movie then go over there and cover the line right. but it's TV we need to get moving I, so it's it's made me a more helpful actress mm-hmm. oh. yes and then you currently are Valerie on Being Mary Jane, yes. which is, this show is just show. blown up I mean the followers for this show are crazy why do you think that the audience relates to this show so much 
Uh, because there's a lot of women out here doing some stuff they don't need to be doing. <laughs> and they can identify with being Mary Jane, you know. Um, so I think a lot of women can see them in this situation, this, this you know, this vicious cycle of choosing the wrong guy and doing the wrong thing. And um, and I think that's why, and it's, I mean, it's written beautifully. It looks beautiful. Uh, Gabrielle is fabulous yeah. in it. Um, you know, it's it's just a great show, too. But I think a lot of women, they see their struggle there. And um, and I've been surprised at how much they like Valerie. They like Valerie because they want to see somebody positive, too. Yeah. They, I mean, women have loved this character. I was like, you know, who would know? Because she's married. She has kids. She has struggles. But she's not falling into all the crap that Mary Jane is doing and a lot of the other women are doing on the show. Yeah. So um, I've been excited, and it's been exciting for me because, because when we talk about the black white thing, I've done so many shows that are on, made you know on the other on the ABC, CBS, you know those kind of networks, and they're not necessarily black shows. P- black folks ain't got on work. They come up, they're like, oh, I ain't seen you since Oh, you acting again? I'm like, like, I've been, I ain't stopped like, acting. I ain't stopped. And, but right. if I'm not on BT, now I'm not acting. Right, know? right. So I'm right. like, thank you, BT. Thank you. You have made me relevant Let with my people, people again. I'm like, right. yes, I've been working. And um, I'm so happy. I'm like, between this and uh, Real Husbands, I'm back. You good. I'm, you, I'm you back real, and look, I'm black. You real black now. You real right, black. I'm back you now. Real, look, I'm going to give you the power to the people. You real black now. And, and now uh, Mara has has hinted that next season is going to be even more exciting than this was because she said that this season she focused more on the serious issues uh-huh. and a lot of people she said actually she was a little nervous because a lot of, she felt people wanted the sexy part and th- that's not what this season necessarily brought. Is there anything that you can kind of give us a little insight on? No. Okay. <laughs> your character, maybe? Your character? No. Nothing? Okay. Well, can I, you tell us a little bit about your ABC show, Stitcher? Oh, thank you. Oh, see, that changed the whole environment. <laughs> <laughs> that's take the pressure off you. Well, I can All only right. tell so much about that, too. It's June 2nd. We okay. premiere. Um, and they're doing it after Pretty Little Liars, which is their oh, biggest time show. Great time That's our big show. And like I said, I'm an NSA agent. What I like about this character, my name is Maggie Baptiste. Maggie and Baptiste. she is, um, I'm, an, I'm, I'm head of the, the secret program, but you don't kind of know if she's good or bad. Ooh. And there's times when you're like, uh, I don't know if she's looking out for these kids or not. And I like that because I always seem to be the good guy, the nice one. You kind of know where I'm going from, Go, you know coming from and I like I, I like being that little bit of evil that's fun <laughs> <A little bit. laughs> yeah and then with your career you've had a variety of different work and jobs that you've done what would what one word would you use to define your career uh, maybe longevity Longevity. Amen. Amen. That's, that. Ain't that what we all keep working? Just keep working. Mm-hmm. Keep working. And she does work on. She, she, she has been, been working. working. She has Thank been you. working. Black she folks. Has. All right. And we have the interview here. <laughs> right. We, we can prove it. Put, put my, my resume up right. there. Right. Put, right. We're gonna do that. It's gonna be on the street. It's gonna be online. Stitches is July. Stitchers June second. Stitchers June second. ABC family. And then where can fans find you on social media? Um, at Sally Richardson. S A L L I. Richardson, and then um, Sally Richwit on Instagram. All right. Well, check her out on Stitchers and Being Mary Jane and Real Husbands of Hollywood because she is working. It's all over. I'm excited. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for um, you you know um, me me being able to see you in person now. You know, (laughs) like I said, Holly Berry's been removed a long time, and now I get to see you in person. You know, 
Hallie, right. don't find me now. It's okay. All right. we, we both. <laughs> Courtney, where can fans find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Stuart Starlet. Jesse. At Jesse J. You can find me at Daryl Kristen on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you on the next portraits. From producers Maria Menunos, Daryl Kristen, Tiana Hobson, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire BHL crew, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us at info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I'm your BHL announcer, Scipio. Instagram me at Planet Scipio. Thank you for tuning in. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.